Participating energetically in this, which is pretty cool. Especially around this holiday time, I just published uh, an episode on working after the holidays, which I think is a big th- uh, issue or theme that I've been facing when it comes to patients coming in to s- see me for a session before the holidays. But it is only a second problem to the primary reason why people come and see me before holidays begin with such intensity and frequency more than any other time of the year. And this is because we're going to meet with family. More emotional investment is placed when it comes to family than it is, for example, to work. And because of that, it is an act of what can be, can be an act of discipline and maturity to go into uh, a family setting and not respond the way I usually would respond to my family that I already know how they are. And today we're going to discover why, first of all, why our families are set up... (laughs) lack of a better way to say it, okay, set up to set, a, set up to fail uh, when we're in their presence <laughs> and because we've got to take responsibility for what's ours, but what is not ours, we don't have to pick up and make ours. But on that note, there's all, quite a few things that make family difficult to deal with and to discover a little bit of what sets them up, we got to first talk about what beliefs you have about them. You, the, each family member that you have or each human being that you know, really you have a predisposed idea about them, especially after you've met them a, f- a few times uh, and gotten to know them or uh, gotten to experience them is the best way to say that. And these beliefs that we've acquired sometimes remain fixed, which results in our same response every year to our family. So predisposed beliefs, for example, if I have a sister that I had problems with in the past for any reason, or a brother or a mother, a parent that I grew up with that was not healthy, When I go to those gatherings and I meet them, basically I am responding in the same way, believe it or not, if I'm not intentional, I'm responding the same way I would have responded years and years ago. This is what we call a conditioned response. And if we have not done our own shadow work or work through unfinished business and acceptance of 
the people that we already know about and know very well and learn to accept them as they are, but learn to have boundaries with them. What's going to end up happening is that when I go back to meeting with them during gatherings and holidays, I'm going to respond in the same way. I'm going to be that little kid, whether they're responding in fear or anger, they're going to respond the same way. And and not only that, I'm going to be very self-hating after that, very self-shaming after that. Because it never feels good to respond in anger or th- through fear to someone and lash out at them, even if they deserve it. Even if we, let's just pretend that they deserve it. It doesn't feel good later. I don't like myself for it. So I'm going to guess that you're not going to like yourself for it either. So we really got to do this work intentionally. When we go back to those places, when we go back to the past, because that's what it feels like at times, we are now more in control than we were before through our knowledge, our self-awareness, and our ability to uh, go beyond just the feelings, the feelings that I've known that have been conditioned from a long time ago that I believe is so familiar and so real to me because of its familiarity. I want to make sure that I put that uh, not at the forefront of all my decisions, but in the background of them. I need to acknowledge that they're there because you're going to feel that intensity when you meet that person or that family member that you have some kind of beef with. I need you to acknowledge those feelings to yourself, but work beyond them to respond differently. So again, people that are in our lives that we've already known about and that we have history with that may not have been healthy, we, ha- we are kind of set up. They're set up and we're set up to fail in this situation if we don't do stuff intentionally. That means you have to go in there and you have to start doing this new response to them on purpose. Our unfinished business could be one of the reasons that is causing us some trouble when, we, when it comes to family, meaning that we got to look at our family members that we have trouble with and accept them as they are. I don't have to agree with that or with them. That's not what acceptance means. Acceptance means that I know what they are and I'm aware that I cannot change who they are and what they've done in the past. All I can do today is accept how I respond to them as the main responsibility, as my responsibility. I hope that makes sense so far. But that's what, what I wanted to kind of talk about first is why are the people in our, in our lives set up to fail? Their history, their predisposition in us that we have about them is going to cause this problem. It's going to cause us to look at them with the same old feelings that we have when we see them. It's just a conditioned, learned response. And we can rise above it. I don't have to not feel this feeling before I start changing my response. I can still feel these negative feelings and choose to respond differently. And that's what that's about today, you guys. I need you guys to listen to this over and over again, especially when you're about to go see your family. I want you to listen to this in the car, on your way over there even, because it's kind of like a pep talk to you. It's going to help your brain absorb more of the commands or the suggestions I'm making to you guys. And the more you listen to this, the better you'll be able to consider different responses. And you'll feel differently when you walk into your family's home, rather than feeling that you're about to be ambushed (laughs) in the jungle by lions 
and by crocodiles. It's going to be a lot easier. It's going to be a lot peaceful within while the chaos could be happening outside. And that's what we want today. That's how we want to respond today in our world. And sometimes when I say the word maturity, I don't mean it as to put anybody down and thinking that's immature. What I mean by maturity is I mean that it's more developed, more disciplined uh, response. So just take it that way. Uh, it's not about putting anybody down in any way. Because I, I would say that to, about myself as well. Uh, and I don't put myself down, not, not on purpose. <laughs> uh, okay. Now, the second part is how do we start responding? And I'm going to go place some commands here for you today because you seem to like those a lot. And I'm getting a lot of responses on the commands uh, business whenever I mention them in any of the episodes. And what I mean by commands is I usually talk you into ways that you can talk to yourself it might sound like me if you're not listening to this. You might hear my voice or hear my tone in your mind as you're going throughout your day, even if you're not listening to my podcast. And that's part of how, what I do. Uh, I don't know how this gets done, but it gets done. Will people hear me even if they're not around, which is good. That means your subconscious somehow is wanting change or even your conscious brain is wanting change and it's ready to line up good news all around. If you hear me, just follow through. And it's really not me. It's really your subconscious brain pointing something out to you. You just use my voice because maybe you trust it more or it's a, a voice that you perceive as non-judgmental because it doesn't know you. Either way, go ahead and use it. This is the purpose of this podcast. It's really for you to listen to these episodes over and over again. They're calming. They're relaxing. I don't know if you notice that. Sometimes they're not, but that I do that on purpose as well. But all of them is just a way to approach the human psyche and implant in some way some of the suggestions and you decide what you want to do with them. So if you are hearing any suggestions when you're not listening to this podcast, but if you hear it on your own, I mean, this is really your brain talking to you. It's pretty cool. Hopefully this helps you out a little bit. So listen to these episodes as many times as you like. It's just another way to condition our brain and prepare it with a little pep talk. Just pretend I'm your hype man, <laughs> like pepping you up, getting in your mind. You know, we're both working together as a team and we're about to meet family and you're not going to be alone because I'll be there with you and it'll be okay. It'll all be all right because it's temporary. I'll eat the ham, the turkey mashed potatoes on a side of attitude and I'll eat it humbly. I'll even ask for seconds sometimes. <laughs> okay, I'm pushing it. But getting to the way that we're going to prepare ourselves is by number one, accepting the person that we have problems with. And I often talk about this. This is no exception. I think you really need it today when you hear this more than any other time, because you're going to be seeing your family and accepting them means that in my head, I'm going to be aware of my self-talk about them. Whatever it is, I judge them right now that they're going to do, or they're going to say, I need to prepare for that. I need to be honest with myself that they're going to say those things, or they're going to do those things because I do, I hear it every year. So for example, if your family 
I'm using a very common one. If you walk into their home and the first thing that your mom or your dad or your aunts or your cousins say is, oh, you've gained weight or oh, you've lost weight. I need you to start preparing for that because we sometimes can feel or rehash old wounds if we are not aware of this and accept that my family is going to say this. It's not because I'm really gaining or losing weight or even it makes a difference to them in their life, but it's because there are, they are conditioned as well to respond that way, whether it's through their upbringing or whatever, they're going to respond this way. And that's cool. Like they can do that. And accepting that they're going to do that allows me to prepare my mind in how I would really love to respond to this. And sometimes the best response is no response and just cordially accepting whatever the comment is. I don't need to defend it, fight it, uh, put myself down, put anybody else down. I just need to cordially, you know, just shake my head. Well, okay. Yeah. Or not say anything at all. Just, just kind of nod your head would be a way to, to respond, but this should not be shocking to you. I don't need you to be responding impulsively because you're not prepared on the inside when you already know your family. I need us to be prepared. So we're not acting impulsively. So we have that small little pause within that allows us to breathe and just listen to what they're saying, but be detached compassionately from it. I know this ain't my circus and this ain't my monkey. This is how they talk. And it is not real to me. It does not have to be real to me. I already know my family's crazy. I already know my family's whatever it is that I decide to judge them as crazy, uh, a bunch of warriors, a bunch of uh, depressed people, depressives, whatever, whatever, whatever the, the case is. They're my family and I know them and it does not bother me today if they just act like they would usually act. It should not shock me today. So I need it to not shock you. I want you to start accepting. So if it's an aunt that's going to say something about um, how you hurt her feelings in the past because of something and you're in your mind, you're thinking, well, what do you mean, lady? You were the one who was, you know, putting me on timeout for like eight hours <laughs> or something wild like that. I mean, you can go through this angry route within, or you could say, yep, I know that Aunt uh, Maggie was going to say such and such. I know she was going to say that. So it is not, it's not unusual for me. I'm ready for the response. So acceptance of the beliefs and your specifically the characteristics and then what you're going to hear from them, just accepting the person's personality as it is. I'm not going to try to alter it, defend myself, change their mind or attempt to do that. They can say whatever they want to say in my presence and it's about them. It ain't about me. So if I gain weight, if my mom, for example, uh, does her little jabs or my dad ignores me again, uh, I need to kind of start laughing about it within. (laughs) All I'm looking is a bunch at a bunch of chaos in front of me and I'm laughing on the inside because I am ready. I knew this was going to happen and I'm not angry about it. I'm in acceptance of it that it ain't about me. And I know that they're going to be on time doing whatever it is that they're going to do on time. Like I should be on the inside, hip, hip, hooraying because I got this right. (laughs) I got this. I knew that my mom was going to do that. I knew my dad was going to do that. My uncle Benny was going to do that. Um, my sister was going to do that too. Uh, 
the heck, the cousins and the children are going to do that. Nothing should shock me, people. My family should not be a shock to me. So I, there's, there should be no impulsive responses unless you're not being self-aware and intentional. So that takes me to the next thing I want you to really be careful with and well, to work on. And that is now that I've accepted my family, the next part would be what would I, how would I like to respond to them? What would my goal on the inside be? And name that goal, whether it's to be loving, to be generous, to be kind, to be strong, to be peaceful within. I think I already said that, but hey, I could say it twice. Why not? It's for free. And once you decide what that goal is for you, I want you to visualize the response that you're going to have when your mom makes this jab or your uncle does the thing that he does that upsets you, whatever it is, I need you to be ready for it. And on the inside, imagine how you would like to respond. I love this technique and I don't mean this is a therapeutic technique. I really mean it as your brain likes that a lot because it almost normalizes it for your brain. It's like you're training your brain to feel comfortable with you holding back or you sitting back or you accepting your family as they are and not getting defensive. This is like a a muscle that you need to train and make a, a habit. So Imagine those responses. And I, I did this quite a bit with family that I um, might have a disagreement, have had a disagreement with in the past. And I know they, they no longer pose that threat in my own mind because it was in my mind at times. Because they hold no more threat of that, I was able to work through a little bit at a time visualizing how I will respond. But I still respond impulsively at times because I'm human and I'm learning and that's cool. Even if when I respond impulsively, I try to make amends where I need to make amends or apologize if I, if I need to apologize. Uh, but all of it, I, I will just sit with myself and visualize how I would like to respond. And again, I don't care how you feel about them and what they're, even if you feel offended, if you feel angry, if you feel disappointed, those feelings could be very, very normal for you when it comes to your family. So I don't want you to confuse them with reality. They're just normal. They're just learned feelings that are familiar to you. They feel normal to you when you meet your family, but I'm no longer going to respond on them. I know what they are. I'm going to feel them, but I'm not going to respond on them. So hopefully that makes sense for the step number two that I want you to do. The first is acceptance. Going back to step number two, it is to visualize. Accept and visualize. Visualize how you'd like to respond. Okay? I hope I made that clear. And another important component that you can add to visualization is you can talk to yourself in the car. Pretend that you're talking to them. Do the empty chair technique is what we call it. And you talk to the family member that you would like to have better communication with. Better communication, believe it or not, is your responsibility for how you communicate. You're not responsible for how they communicate. As long as you keep that in mind, it will help you with a proper compassionate detachment that you might need, which takes me to the number three step or thing to consider. It doesn't even have to be a step. And that is to keep in mind that most importantly, 
that my family does not hold the key to my self-respect. They do not hold the key to my emotional relief. And because some of the wounds that we have are could be since childhood, uh, and even if they're not, we will respond in similar ways to them and they will respond in similar ways that they have in the past to us. It's not, again, a shocker here, but accepting that ahead of time that if I wanted respect from them or if I think that they held the key to my self-respect, I'm going to keep wanting to change their mind or prove them wrong, at which point I will lose control by attempting to do that. When I talk about inner self-control and maturity, it really means that on the inside, I am putting out my own fires. And I've said this before, but it's okay. We can repeat. I I love repetition because it helps us all. Getting that very straightened out with you before you go anyways is that people do not hold the key to your relief and they do not hold the key to your self-respect. The way you respond, the way you conduct yourself will always, will always, always be your responsibility. It cannot be another person's. So that will be the best way to control whether you are respected or not. It is not through making or forcing other people to respect me uh, or to prove I'm wrong and have to teach them a lesson. None of this is going to be helpful to you because at that point you would have lost control. You would have acted impulsively and responded in ways that you're not going to like yourself for later. So going back to self-respect, the best way, the best way to keep, keep your self-respect because you already have it, you always do, and not give it away is by on the inside, always making sure that you know they do not owe you any kind of payout or any kind of credit or thing that they have to owe you, pay you back with when it comes to an emotional or uh, for example, like respect, they don't owe you a respect. If they behave in a disrespectful way, it is on them. It represents them. It does not represent you. But the second you attempt to open your mouth and prove them wrong and give me my respect back and you're being very rude and you're, and you're starting to judge them, right? You've basically just went back at them and lost your self-respect. Yeah, this is the best way to say it. They don't owe you your self-respect. You already have it. So do not, do not give it away. Do not. No matter what anybody responds like, remember that you hold that key. They do not have it. Sometimes our brain will muck with us and say, well, they need to respect me. They just disrespected me again. And nobody disrespects you. Believe me when I tell you, when a person is acting in a rude or disrespectful way, they look disrespectful, not you. So do not confuse yourself. They're looking disrespectful in front of everyone. You are, you are standing still with self-respect when you hold yourself still because they're showing their undergarments and you're not. <laughs> you're, you still have all your clothes on and they're just ripping their clothes to shreds and, and, you know, airing out their dirty laundry. That's their business, not yours. Okay. Just remember that it is so important that I have to always remind myself, Tala, nobody owes you your self-respect. You already have it. But if I ever ever lie to myself and 
even perceive that somehow somebody owes me some self-respect, then I've lost my self-respect. I hope that makes sense. I've said it in every way uh, just to get it through your mind because I need you to have this idea as the final idea before you walk into a difficult situation with old wounds that have been predisposed or preconditioned and you just, I need you to outgrow them. I need you to ride it out with self-love and self-respect. And we just practice this, friends. We're going to practice this. Again, we don't care about the feelings because the feelings are, feelings are a liar. And I don't, I know that they lie. And I know the truth. And the truth is the logic of it all. I own my own feelings. Nobody can make me feel anything because they don't inject any hormone in me. I'm the one producing it all within. And I'm the only one that can change it. That's a beautiful thing. Ain't it? <sighs> All right. You guys keep listening to this over and over as many times as you like to help you with a pep talk, to help you kind of get yourself ready for that family rewounding. <laughs> but it's okay. This time it's going to be a- an act of self healing and confronting. And confronting does not always have to be a negative thing. Confronting could be confronting our shadow side our subconscious side, our unfinished business by intentionally confronting it with tolerance, with self-love, with compassion for self and others. It can be done differently and intentionally this time. And if you are in the middle of this holiday situation and you need to hear my voice, all you got to do is come back to this episode and listen to it and I'll be there with you. Okay? I hope everything goes well for you this holiday. And I hope that this year and this holiday is where you can start to see yourself transform. And all it takes is not to change the feeling, but to change the way you respond to those old feelings. Thank you guys so much for joining me tonight. I'm sending you love, light, and the perfect gift that always fits. And that is self-love. This has been an episode of Drive Through.